you every day here. Gosh, it has been a fabulous run. Okay, into the uh, second last week. <laughs> this is weird. Um, you know, it's a little bit like I was. You know, a friend was saying, "Well, what are you going to do when you retire?" I said, I, "I've got all sorts of plans. It's not going to be a retiring lifestyle, I don't think." But you know, every single one of us. Do you remember when you didn't have children, and you'd talk to people who did, and you thought, "Well, geez, maybe I'm not." You just do it. Millions have done it before you. Millions will do it after you. You'll be good at it. Certain things all the way through. There is one thing we all do at the end. I'd prefer not talk about dying um, that you know, different people have gone through. You've witnessed that, right? I mean, everything cycle of life. So when you decide to hang up your day job, uh, you can... Talk to people, do a little sleuthing, make a plan, but you don't know till you're there. So here I am two weeks from now. <laughs> oh, it's going to be interesting and fabulous. Uh, a couple of stories to start this hour. Uh, Alberta recently raised the small claims court limit to $100,000. And that's a bit of an outlier in Canada. Most small claims jurisdictions are in that range of twenty, thirty thousand $30,000. So Alberta... Um, making 100000 really moved the yardsticks. Saskatchewan on Friday announced that we will become the second highest small claims court limit in the country, raising the limit to $50,000 from thirty. Small claims court, lest you not be careful, is not people's court on television. Uh, you know, there's, because small claims, you don't need a lawyer which is a wonderful feature. The pleadings, in other words, the written claim you make, the defense you file, are considerably more user-friendly than King's Bench Court and the the upper courts. But make no mistake, uh, legal principles apply. The provincial court judges who sit in small claims court are very good, but they're still following the law. And what is the law of contracts? What's the law of negligence? I mean, there are complex principles. But the beauty is it gives individual citizens who might not be able to use a lawyer or want to hire a lawyer, it gives them a chance. But again, don't think it's people's court where you show up and you know, plead your case to Judge Judy or whoever. <laughs> Sorry, Judge Judy isn't people's court. I know. Okay. Um, but uh, once that limit now goes to $50,000, uh, this gives applicants a lot more options, uh, more cost-effective, certainly more user-friendly. And uh, it's an issue where a lot of claims are pretty substantial. I mean, $50,000 is a lot of money. So know what you're getting into. So that's, oh, and when will that take effect? Uh, April the 1st, small claims limit goes from thirty to $50,000, and that's the size of the claim you can be pursuing in the court. So you're not prevented from going over in the old days the $30,000. You can now go up to fifty. dollars uh, Other story, Next Gen Energy, which has been doing a lot of work. Remember, we chatted with Lee Courier here a couple of times, CEO of NextGen. They're looking at a uranium project in the northwest part of the province. They've been doing a lot of work around Laloche. Uh, they have a project called Rook One. That's R-O-O-K-1. Uh, they have 35,000 hectares. 
32 different mineral claims, and it's about 40K just inside the Alberta border in northwestern Saskatchewan, kind of go up from Lalosh and go straight west. That's the area. So what's happened with them is they've received provincial environmental assessment approval for their Rook 1 uranium project, and they say... In more than two decades, they are the first company to have gotten past the Saskatchewan Environmental Assessment Clearance for a uranium project. Because we haven't had, in terms of uranium plays, a lot of mines opened in the last 20 years. In fact, none of them. So you've got, and plus, of course, you have existing mining companies, largest in the world is Cameco. So this new uranium miner is hoping to uh, proceed there. Now, they still need federal clearances, (laughs) Bill C-69, the No More Pipelines or Anything Else Act, but um, that has been uh, ratcheted back a bit. So we'll see what happens with NextGen as uh, their project proceeds toward one day developing and building a mine. Uh, And one other story. You remember when Real, the Regina Exhibition Association Limited, got in all that trouble over the failed marketing campaign for Tourism Regina. I love the the description Experience Regina because it played on that old spoof. You know, rather than calling yourself Tourism Regina, I like the name, Experience Regina. But the thing felt terribly off the rails. There was a juvenile sense of humor, highly sexualized. Like happens every so often, and I don't mean to knock grade 8 boys, but every one of us who's a boy was in grade 8 once, it was kind of grade eight boy marketing, you know, show me your Regina. <laughs> okay. Sorry, is that Beavis and Butthead? Am I doing that again? Okay. So yeah, my Beavis and Butthead marketing plan uh, brought to you by the Regina Exhibition Association, pretending it knows something about tourism. But this went way deeper than that. In whose world did city council think that real which is in the facilities and convention business, should also run your tourism portfolio. And I said this at the time. I mean, city council, you need your head examined on that one. And I don't know how it happened, but basically the city, under the shareholders agreement, the city owns real and then appoints directors and has ultimate oversight on all the real estate and everything else. But then somewhere along the line, they just weren't pleased with economic development, Regina's management of tourism, and they thought, well, we give everything else to real. Hey, you can run tourism. Well, what happens if there's a huge tourism project, you know, the RCMP want to put on, or the cathedral district, or name the area that is not close to real, and they don't want to use real facilities? They want to use Connects the Center of the Arts. They want to use downtown hotels. They want to market the hell out of it. Does Real bring its A game? So Real is the biggest convention uh, holder in terms of facilities management, biggest convention organizer. So you give them your tourism portfolio? That's absolutely daft. And I don't know why Real took it over. I do. More money from the city, more power, more empires built. And that was all the wrong reasons. So last week... City Council voted to return Tourism Regina to the city. 
So the new city manager, Nikki Anderson, said the tourism portfolio will be focused around marketing, branding, communications, and customer service, which it should be in the tourism space. Quote, myself and Real have both committed to working closely in the transition, and because it's transitioning back to City Hall, obviously the city will uh, move or repatriate the budget from Real. And the chair of the board of Real, my buddy Wayne Morsky, says tourism is critical to the economic viability of Regina, and it is the position of the board, this transition is the best path forward. It is. But, excuse me, I don't know how the path originally was forged that anybody thought Real should be anywhere close to tourism. That was... uh... So what's the thing? What do we do when we're wrong? We make a mistake? We acknowledge it? We move on? And we do better in future. So may the city be able to get, I still hope you do call it experience, Regina. But again, have a board, have staff, and get on the tourism trail. And promote the heck out of all the real events. You know, Agribition, all the facilities that work out of real. The Riders and Mosaic, which is another real um, entity. WHL, everything else but also promote everything else in Regina. And there's so much to see for tourism. So, good luck. Get on it. And when you're in Regina or Saskatoon, and you're stopped at a red light, you will be able to turn right. For now, a debate emerges across Canada, and a lot of it's got to do with looking south on Right turns, red lights, and you behind the wheel. Next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm imagining things, and then I go down the rabbit hole and realize, no, I was right all along. (laughs) Don't spend much time in central Canada. Usually when I do, it's you fly in, you fly out. You might rent a car, but uh, not for long. Haven't been in Quebec driving for a long time. When I lived on the border with Quebec a lifetime ago, the big joke in Ottawa all the time was when you'd be in a long lineup of cars and you were in the right-hand lane red light, everybody's turning right, they would, you know, proceed, let the pedestrians go, watch, turn right, turn right, all of a sudden, everything would go to a grinding halt. People would start honking, you'd look, and who would be at the head of the line not going right? A Quebec license plate. In 2003, Quebec changed the law to allow right-hand turns on red lights. And I was in Ottawa in the 80s, for goodness sake. So up until 2003, that was the law in all of Quebec. You weren't allowed to turn right at a red light. Well, that law long ago changed, but one big area of Quebec never did. Montreal. To this day, in Montreal, you are not allowed in most areas to turn right on a red light. Everywhere else in Canada... Of course you can. 
in America, everywhere you can except the Big Apple. Many parts right in downtown New York have long banned right turns on red lights. So think of this continent, Montreal up here, New York down here, everybody else, heck, turn right on red lights. But there's a movement afoot. Now, if I told you the two large organizations, and these are umbrellas for many, many others, who would be the two organizations responsible for wanting no turns on red lights? Bikers rights organizations, and I don't mean Harley bikers, pedal bikers, and pedestrian walker groups. So whether it's LA walks or people for bikes or whatever cycles, the activists are out trying now to stop right turns on red lights. They're dangerous. Now, the only problem with the statement that they're dangerous is that's completely anecdotal. No studies exist nationwide in Canada or in America how many people are hurt or killed by people turning right on red lights. Now, we do know in America, pedestrian deaths are moving into their highest level since the early 80s. But there's no evidence that that comes from right turns. It comes from many other ways that people and vehicles intersect. But the cyclists' rights groups and the walkers' rights groups are now pushing full on. So, any surprise? San Francisco has voted unanimously to ban right turns on red lights. Cambridge, Massachusetts, ah, Harvard, Denver, soon looking at it, Washington, D.C., Little Ann Arbor, Michigan, Seattle. Every time you say San Fran, always look to Seattle. Seattle is making the default position no right turns on red lights. So you're allowed to, but only if it's signed. And a growing media chorus, according to The Guardian. <laughs> Again, trust the media. If San Francisco, cyclists, walkers' rights groups, and Seattle are on it, you can bet most of the media are too. But of course, there's no evidence. But that doesn't usually stop the media. In fact, I've been laughing to myself when I heard that there were no nationwide empirically-based studies, I thought, what the heck? Between trans rights and handing out drugs at supervised injection sites, you people haven't got enough of your people doing studies yet. Quickly, crank out some studies, and then cite one another in subsequent studies, and soon you'll have a body of research that will show right turns on red lights kill people. Well... The general argument, I'm tipping my hand on where I come down on this, but the general argument from traffic engineers, cyclists, walkers groups, is it's bad policy because the safety of people must trump driver discretion. It must trump driver decision-making. So drivers have too many decisions to make now. So if a driver knows when they're at a red light, they simply cannot turn right. They don't have to think about pedestrians. And pedestrians don't have to think about the drivers before they walk into the crosswalk. Because right now, 
the pedestrian and the driver are both at a situation or a state of some uncertainty. That's the argument. Does that work for you? Like, what's the problem? Why do you want to turn right on a red light? Well, let me argue the efficiency case. First of all, you know what this does to commuter buses, deliveries, taxis, everybody getting around? Uh, UPS hasn't got an official position on right turns on reds. But UPS for a long time has said to its drivers, avoid left turns where you can. Because, <laughs> of course, you're turning across traffic and you're turning where pedestrians might be crossing on a green. So UPS drivers have been told, turn right as much as you can. It's far more efficient. And plus, you can keep moving by turning right on red lights. A debate emerges across Canada. And a lot of it's got to do with looking south on right turns, red lights, and you behind the wheel. Next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm John Gormley. Good to have you here. So should we outlaw right turns on red lights? Have you found yourself as a pedestrian? I mean, I've bumped into a few people who have had a terrible encounter with a vehicle. Now, as pedestrians, many of them have arisen, particularly while jaywalking, walking between lights, or finding themselves, uh, as part of jaywalking, going out into traffic and not seeing another vehicle coming up on them. Uh, a friend of mine years ago got hit by a mirror at a red light. They were walking out safely. And a truck came by and it had sort of an extended mirror and clipped them. They weren't badly hurt, but ended up with a couple of stitches. And that was one of those ones where yield right of way to pedestrian. The guy didn't. Pedestrian versus vehicle. Whether you're right or wrong, you know who loses, right? So, it, so and I'm not sure if my friend would have changed his view. But that was one. I mean, he got clipped by the mirror. He was right where he was walking, and the vehicle just turned right on the red light, didn't see him. 877-332-8255. Should we outlaw right turns on red lights? So if you look around the country, Montreal has done it for years. Uh, So is New York. Now, you're seeing certain areas, uh, York region in a suburban Toronto, uh, Markham and those areas uh, have designated so-called community safety zones. And of course you're doing, this is the incremental, well, we want more people riding bicycles, we want more people walking. So in a community safety zone where we're encouraging cyclists and pedestrians, there'll be no right turns on red lights. Well, what's happening is people are getting confused, people are getting upset, and the restrictions at certain intersections, not others, uh, it's causing all sorts of problems. But the problem is there is no empirical evidence that will tell you, okay, this is one of these ones. Let me riff for a minute on the precautionary principle. I can hear some people saying, well, look, this way no one will ever get hurt by a vehicle turning right. Right? Because if you just can't turn right on a red, right? Every pedestrian and every bike that wants to go through, they're all safe. Sure they are. You know what's even safer? 
if you had no vehicles. Nobody would ever be injured, including in collisions between vehicles. I know that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes, it is. But this logic of the precautionary principle sometimes that's often used by the walking cycling crowd, there's risk you mitigate. There's risk you manage. There's a way you assess risk. So you've got to ask yourself, how fraught with potential concerns over safety, injuries, deaths are you? If you've got an intersection, I mean, one of the problems with the turning right on a red, and it'll happen on certain intersections that are fairly high speed, where the traffic's actually kind of flowing. Now, you're supposed to stop first before you turn right. That's the law in Saskatchewan. But you've got places where people start rolling through those intersections. Well, if it's a red light camera, they'll end up with a ticket for that. Because in Saskatchewan, you are to come to a full stop, then proceed right when safe to do so. You're yielding to vehicles coming through on the green. You're yielding to pedestrians. So it's not simply blithely something you do, right? So these places, so Markham's into it now, a number of communities. So Chicago is now starting to consider it as well. Uh, Washington, D.C.'s City Safety Council did. And most cities, uh, and this actually goes back to the energy crisis in the 70s, most U.S. cities had a mandate. This was interesting. During the energy crisis, they were encouraging right turns on red lights. Because the longer you sat and idled, the more fuel you burned. So in the, when was the energy crisis, 74, whenever it was, early part of the 70s, people were encouraged to turn right on red lights. Most cities except New York continued. 877-332-8255. Tell me, should we outlaw right turns on red lights? No, there's no need to worry about it. Yes, we should. Because both Regina and Saskatoon and everywhere else are encouraging more cyclists. They're encouraging more walking. And these people should have an enhanced feeling of safety. How do you weigh in? In fact, what I want to do here, let me just grab my sheet. Should we outlaw right turns on red lights? Yes, we should. No, we shouldn't. I'll keep a tally. Let's get yours. 877-332-8255. Ron in Regina, you're first up. Uh, Yes or no to outlawing the practice? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, it, it's hard enough now to turn right on or turn, yeah, or make it around the corner with the traffic system the way it's set up. And uh, people, are, that's what pedestrian walks are for. And people should use a little common sense and have a look around before they step out somewhere. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you were always taught as a pedestrian that you should be watching and thinking for everyone just like you were taught as a driver, right? Exactly. And if pedestrians simply say a walk light means I charge into the intersection, they may have the right of way, but you always want to be thinking for somebody else. Exactly. you got to use a bit of common sense once in a while. 877-332-8255. So what do you think on this? You In Saskatchewan, you don't just roll through and go right anyway. You've got to stop. Come to a full stop. It's usually pretty smart to be watching, have your head on a swivel. But the law requires you stop and proceed when safe to do so, yielding 
to the oncoming traffic on the green and pedestrians. Christine in Saskatoon, any need to change this? No, I would I would keep things the way they are. You just need to pay attention. Okay, so I, I'm trying to get inside the heads of the people who would vote yes. So if you're trying to encourage more bikes, both in the traffic lane and in the crosswalks, more walkers, you know, it would stand to reason if you were into that camp, you'd want vehicles doing less rather than more. I suppose... <laughs> you have well you do you do have a point i guess that would cut down the incidents i suppose yeah. but but again i think it doesn't hurt to remember you know why we build roads of course which are mainly for for vehicles absolutely yeah yeah no i mean again i i try to get inside the heads of these people but i i'm not sure at what cost all of this comes right Right. Like, especially on some intersections, traffic gets backed up enough as it is. Good point. 877-332-8255. Isn't it Murray Wood? I think that's one of Murray's perennial uh, bugs over the years. Uh, Right-hand lane. Of course, some of them are designated right turn only. So, lights red, get turning. Others, though, you can also go straight through. And I know that drives people like Murray crazy because somebody might be in that right-hand lane, but they're going straight through. So light's red, they're going to sit there. And they've got all these people behind them saying, gosh, would you do something? Well, they are doing something. They're just not proceeding on a red light. 877-332-8255. Is it time to change the law and outlaw Right turns on red lights. Frank, how do you weigh in on this? Yes, they should change it because, uh, like, if you're walking across and you have a green light, a lot of people are sitting up high in their trucks. They don't even see you, and they turn on you. And uh, even like this summer, uh, Natasha Fox was killed up there on 25th, and uh, Wiggins by a cement truck because they're sitting high. They don't see you. They made a right turn on her. Uh, so it's, and also now up there on 33rd and Avenue D, there's a sign they have that says no uh, right turn on uh, on red, but people are doing it anyway. They're not paying attention to the sign. So now a D and 33rd, that would be where the library is, right? Is that the one? Uh, it's before that. It's right there by... Uh, Fresco. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Where the intersection is kind of jogged a little bit. Right, and yeah. then they, then they, it's got a sign there saying it, but people are ignoring it. I've seen. But, but Frank, I, I, I agree with you that in terms of minimizing risk, if you didn't do it, nobody would ever get hurt. But is there some uh, responsibility on the cyclist or the pedestrian to make sure things are safe before they proceed? Well, the trouble is, is now that. The vehicles, the people are sitting so high in their vehicles, they don't see the people even in their big trucks, jacked up trucks and stuff. And uh, so, like, you have the green light to walk along the sidewalk, and you're going to cross, but they're turning on you. They're looking more for the, what's on their left, who's coming, and not looking for anyone crossing. 877-332-8255. And they may be doing that. They're being reckless and dangerous if they are, because, of course, as a driver, 
particularly turning right, your head's on a swivel because you're looking left, traffic coming through. You're looking into the crosswalk. You're looking immediately to the right to see pedestrians. And sometimes, of course, you're also looking to the right. You're really cocking your head over because flying down the sidewalk will be a bike who wants to convert into a pedestrian to try to hit the intersection. So I find turning right, your head is really swiveling. So Frank says yes. First two callers say no. What about you? Is it time to change and forbid right turns on red lights? It's being done now in more U.S. cities. Time to do it here? 877-332-8255. Join the conversation on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. I'm John Gormley. So it's spreading uh, Montreal into the suburban Toronto communities in the York region, Markham, Richmond Hill, Newmarket, and Vaughan, at certain targeted intersections where you're not allowed to turn right on a rat. Now, a lot of this is, sorry, I shouldn't denigrate traffic safety to feelings. A lot of it is feelings. I would feel so much safer if I know a vehicle could never turn right on a red light. Well, problem is, if there's no pedestrians around, traffic is sitting there and people could be going and they aren't. When traffic pedestrian style is heavy, presumably you're letting the pedestrians go. But some who like this practice stopped, say it's all about the cyclists and the pedestrians. And those are the two biggest lobby groups now moving San Francisco, Seattle, even Washington, D.C. to join New York. It was New York and Montreal, only two cities on the continent that universally ban the practice. Blair, should we prevent this from happening? I, I'm opposed to any changes to turning uh, right on a red. Leave it the way it is. I was a little confused. I know you were trying to kind of lead Frank on and help him see that they have a responsibility as a pedestrian or a biker or maybe even more responsibility than the driver to put their head on the swivel and look around what's happening. If you value your life, that is. I've, I've had so many incidents in Saskatoon where pedestrians or bikes just dart out in front of me whether I'm turning right or left. They don't look. People just assume. I guess it's, in, it's their incumbent right to just go when they want to go. So... Yeah, leave it the way it is, and let's keep traffic moving. It's getting so bad, we've got to keep traffic moving. 877-332-8255. That is one of the more compelling arguments, of course. Whether you are driving for a living, hauling stuff, deliveries, trying to get through very busy traffic, you do know the other earth muffin play, right? In addition to bicycles and pedestrians, look at new neighborhoods. If you make the streets narrow enough and you congest enough parking people will stop using cars. And that's actually in the handbook. Talk to Saskatoon's head traffic engineer. They're bike mad in cities like Saskatoon. Uh, Ross in Landis, what do you think? Should you stop right turns on reds? No, absolutely not. I've drove buses in Toronto for 34 years, and if we couldn't turn right on red, it would take forever to go anywhere. And yeah, I've seen lots of accidents, but... You know, the real problem is, just like the last caller that called in, is that 
pedestrians, uh, they just, you know, e- even if even if the walk light hasn't started yet, they just walk, look straight forward, and they don't look around a lot of them, same with cyclists, and a number of cyclists that, that run reds and go on crosswalks that look at his split speed, there's no... There's no policing, all there is, but not enough in that regard. What what we need is an education blitz in public schools, like right from grade one up, to educate kids from you know uh, early age the dangers of not looking around and not being responsible. It's a great point. Glenn and Melville, final call on this: Yes or no? Should we change up the present rules on right turns on reds? No, not at all, John. Um, and uh, if we did, right, I think we'd have more accidents than uh, SGI wants to deal with. When you think about it, um, no, I, I think it's uh, it's a good practice as, as long as people pay attention and uh, do what they're doing. Yeah, you make a good point on paying attention. And of course... Pedestrians and cyclists in particular, even when you're right, it doesn't end well with a vehicle. So you want to talk about heads on swivels. That should be all of us when we're not in a car or a truck. Uh, Okay, not unexpectedly, uh, votes votes went five to one. Do not change it. Keep it the way it is. I'm Gormley. The next best of Saskatchewan moment We focus on the charities that do so much good. Crocus Co-op in Saskatoon. We're going to chat with Corinne Anthony next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.